Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 686. For the week of July 29, 2023, I'm Chris Purvitz here bringing you our weekly show on RPG news, reviews, and views. Just ooze. We ooze RPGs here at RP Gamer. Joining me, as always, Kelly Ryan. A puddle of slime. Phil Willis. Remember to turn off the mute button before you introduce yourself. That's Noted. right. Yep. And Sam Wachter. Chris, can I have more ketamine? Um, Do you yes. have ketamine? No, I don't have ketamine. Are you sure? <laughs> I looked it up this week and I it came up for other reasons that I was looking into things. And it's like, oh, that looks like a fun drug. Can I have? No, you can't. Okay. It is a dissociative anesthetic that has hallucinogenic effects. So, no, they do not get it to just give that to you. However, here are the street names. Cat Tranquilizer, Cat Valium, Jet K, Kit Kat, Purple, Special K, Special La Coke, Super Acid, Super K, and Vitamin K. Wait, is it like legit a cat? Yeah, a cat drug. Okay, it, yeah, that's one of many things it's used for. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, my cat has anxiety. She keeps knocking stuff off of shelves. Mm-hmm. Can, can I get some ketamine? I, I think she needs Valium. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't really make you sleepy. It makes you loopy. <laughs> it's also been used to facilitate sexual assault. Yay. That's, that's not good. That's not okay. Well, here's here's the thing, Tam, in the chat. I'm here, so we talk about all kinds of awful things. <laughs> but not sexual assault. We're not into that. We don't do that. No, no. How is it abused? Injected, liquid mixed with liquids, powders mixed in drinks, or smoked. Is this what Bill Cosby used? Probably not. All right, anyway. Wow. Wow. RPGamer.com does not oh. condone any of the things. No, it's not what Bill Cosby yeah. used? Okay. Anna's telling yeah. me it's not. <laughs> it's not okay. Yeah. Well, no, of course it's not like okay. I'm not saying you should use it. Oh, my God. Look, so I bad. just enjoyed the sparkle experience I had, okay? If I could be that sparkly again. So you had fun when you were on the ketamine while getting your... Sam broke her arm recently and had to have surgery. To reset it and 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 stuff, and so they gave her ketamine. Yep. Yeah, I I watched my mom get her arm reset when she broke her arm, and I would hope that if I had that done, that they would just pump me up full of drugs so I wouldn't feel or remember a thing because that looked horrible. <laughs> After surgery, I got morphine, mm. which was a different. Well, experience. Tam in the chat room's like, I'm glad my broken arm was a clean break. Wasn't yours too, Sam? Mine was a clean break, and uh, the benefit in the clean break was no circulatory and or nerve were damaged. Uh, it was just a situation of I went hiking, mm-hmm. and I slipped on clay on one of the trails. Oh. And so when I fell, uh, my arm just completely flopped over, and I'm sitting there on the ground being like, Oh, okay. And my husband's screaming, what the hell happened to your arm? And I looked over and I was like, arms aren't supposed to do that. Nope. 
So um, I apparently have a very high pain tolerance. Mm. So I was just sitting there surprised. I didn't well, also scream. clean break helps yeah. with that. So. Yes. So I now have two plates in my arm. I'm magnetic. Can't go into an MRI because I will probably stick to it. Can't go through a metal detector. Next time I go on a plane, it's going to be fun. They're going to just be like, you know, doing the the metal swipey. And I'm just going to be standing there like, look, there's literally nothing there. I promise. It's just metal. It's to keep my arm from doing like to do arm things. So they don't replace (laughs) that later with like plastic or anything? No. Mm. I thought the full body x-ray now would pick that up. They do. They do. But like... For example, if I'm going to Thunder Bay, um, the airport for Thunder Bay doesn't have something like that. Oh, okay. Right? So I will have to, like, either produce a little card that says, hi, I have metal in my arm, or just be like, yeah, you guys can stand there and do what you want. Like, there's nothing there. Promise. But uh, thanks for asking, chat. My recovery is going really, really well, and hopefully I will be back to being a crazy children's librarian in a couple weeks. Yay. Have you been going stir crazy? <gasps> I have been missing my kiddos Sam, so hard. You get to do stupid librarian thing or teachery type things where you put magnets on your arm and they stay there. Oh, I like this plan. The kids are gonna love that. They are. They are. It's gonna be one of my coworkers runs a STEM for homeschoolers, so I'm going to make that suggestion to her. Just be like, Polly, we're gonna show the kids that my arm is magnetic. Yes. Let's gross them out. <laughs> or think it's the coolest thing ever. And then they're just like, Miss Sam, can we put magnets on you? And I'll be like, yes, yes, you can. We actually have tested it. It does, it does happen. You will never have a fast go through airport security again. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, um, magnets on the arm. It is a thing. Like, I've had so many people touch where the metal in my arm is. Because, you know, you, you can feel it. Yeah, like, of course. That is yeah. not a bone. And I'm like, no, guys, that is that is metal. It's so cool. <laughs> Just don't walk around one of those 500 pound rare earth magnets. You'll break your arm again. I don't know. It's not. Is I that will true? do my best. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'll be in that kind of an experience, but that is good to know. See, then you put the magnets on your arm and then you wave it uh, near the, well, you get out of your car and wave it on the street to set off the sensor so that the light will change. Ooh. It's very I, convoluted. You, just driving your car over it does a better job. So, but I you wonder know, what kind of crimes I can commit with this. I'm thinking somewhere around none. <laughs> Probably. Oh, man. Come on. Just a that, little crime. <laughs> that, that, that's our Sam thinking about be, be gay, do crime with their metal arm. Yep. It's brilliant. <laughs> I'm all about the be gay and do crimes. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, painkillers are an interesting experience. Uh, when they gave me Oxycontin, I kind of freaked out. and I was like, I don't want this. And Scott's just like, you're just going to use it for like heavy duty pain. And I was like, okay, I never took it except at bedtime. And as I sit there and go, this isn't doing anything. And I was asleep in five minutes. Every time. This is totally not. I've Mm -hmm. told this story before on the cast, but probably not around you, Sam. Um, In college, I was dealing with a bad toothache and my dad gave me a Valium 
And I was playing Final Fantasy X and in that one dungeon where there's tone berries everywhere. Okay. And I, I started feeling it kicking in. And it's like, oh, God, I need to get to a save point. And then I wake up two hours later at the game over screen and had no memory of anything. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. Good job, Kelly. Forever my associative memory with Final Fantasy X-2. <laughs> that beats my first extra life where I was playing Yakuza at six in the morning and I was just hitting the same wall. It's like every time. extra life for me now. That's why I don't do the 24-hour anymore. I'm too old. I can't. I just I, I can't. I have also been doing that, Chris. I do two days. And and they tell me, like, the people want to watch me fall asleep. And so it's like, that's cool. But, like, one, it doesn't make people donate more. So no. I'm not really getting anything more for the charity by doing it. And two, it's a sucky experience for me. So I'm just, I'm done. It now, is you got, a sucky experience. Most people don't realize. I would it, put myself it through hurts. it if it was actually getting money for the charity, but that's not how it works. Look, it's not like we do extra life and then we're all in the same room and doing things like oh, if that would you help. donate $5, yeah. I'm going to hit Chris with a pie. Yeah, that would be great. I pay for that. Sam, you know, like the problem is like, and this is why people always get mad at the charity events that take like the Twitch bits and apply them to running the charity events. They're like, we should go straight to the charity. It's like, no, you realize it costs a lot of money to get all those folks together <laughs> and rent the space yes. and get the supplies mm-hmm. to pit them with pies all to generate the hype to get more donations. And it it pays off, but like that costs money. Anyway, that's kind of it. It's and I I don't think it would pay off for us. So we're obviously we're not doing that. (laughs) We're too small. (laughs) But anyway, uh, we have a show to do. This is something that does pay off. Sam, you are. uh, Well, no, Phil. uh, No, Phil was on in June because he was covering for me. So, Sam, I think you're the most furthest out. What have you been playing? Wow, the last time I was here, I think I was talking about Trails from Zero and how I love Randy. Randy's still my husband, but I have a new husband. Uh Uh-oh. His name is Particio, Mm. and I love him. He's the sweetest little cinnamon roll in the whole freaking world. Um, Octopath 2 has been such a wonderful experience. I am so giddy every time I play it, and I finally have finished everyone's storylines. Um which I'm a little sad about and have now made it to the final boss. And I was like, wow, this is a mean final boss. I'm going to go get some better equipment and grind a little bit. Oops. So, so here's the um, way to cheat that final boss, Sam. Is it called hired help? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm grinding some more money. (laughs) Yeah. um, And some more, uh, you know, uh, part of the issue is I have my, I just realized the video I just randomly picked is like, Oh, okay. Everyone can do it. Never mind. I'm sorry. I thought like oh, yeah, Particio was the summon person, but no, never mind. No. Um, yeah. So I, my, my B team, which is Particio, Oswald, Agnia, and uh, Cassidy, they are about 10 levels lower than my A team. So that's part of the problem. I didn't realize that the last boss fight would be like, use all eight characters. So that's on me. So I'm currently in the process of doing some of like the side content 
just to beef everybody up a little bit. Um, I love my A team. Like, Ochette is, oh God, she's 15 levels higher than my lowest level character. <laughs> Ochette is OP, especially if you yeah. give her the arms master. And it's job. a tasty pasta. <laughs> Ochette. No, yeah, wait, that's Orishetta. Never mind. Given she's also the character I picked to start with, it makes sense that she is so many more levels, obviously, above everybody. I also didn't, like, finish her storyline right away. Like, she was one of the last ones I did. Because I kept hearing from people that her boss fight was really, really rough. Oh, yeah. Uh, That was one of the few times that I died. So I had the easiest time with it. Because I guess I was a little OP on that one. Okay, cool. Quick. Quick spoiler alert for people who haven't whoop, played the game. Whoop. Yeah. Um, what what animal did you pick? The owl or the fox? Oh, uh, I went jackal. Okay, because I went fox too. Oh, it's a jackal. I it looked like a fox to me, but I picked canine. Yeah. So it whatever animal you don't pick ends up being Ochet's final boss. <gasps> Spoilers. That's why I gave a spoiler warning. But yeah, like. The boss fights that people seem to have trouble with were the ones I didn't. Like, my my roughest boss fight was uh, Hikari's. Like, I had a rough go with Hikari's because I didn't realize there were three boss fights. <laughs> like, I'm like, why is there three boss fights here? Yeah, um, in, a, in a row. I had trouble with that one, too. Yeah, I would say that was the one I had the roughest time with. Uh, the other one I died to was Dulcinea, but I expected that because, again, that one also has such a, a weird gimmick to it. Um, but I love that boss fight. Like, it is a cool concept. Cool concept. But just, Dance I was battle. like, oh, my God, what is happening here? So that's been my life with a broken arm. I mean, I've beaten so many games. Um, and I'm going to be sad when my prime gaming time goes away when I go back to work. Because, <laughs> my God, I've beaten so many Final Fantasies in that time. Well, when you and- don't have time to game, what you can do is watch us play games for you on RP- on twitch.tv slash rpgamer and subscribe just like Castisburger just did. Five Woo! gift subs. Thanks a lot, Castisburger. All right. <laughs> You're the best. Good job. So, yeah. No, it's been, uh, it's been a nice experience, and I'm you know, 75 hours in and going, okay, I'm losing steam, guys. <laughs> like, let's wrap it up. So that's all I've been playing. That's fair. Um, but by the way, I, I ship Particio and Oswald because I think those two are just the cutest couple when they interact. They are. The fact, the fact that uh, Oswald only drinks coffee and <laughs> uh, Particio likes booze. Particio's like, I like milk and coffee. And Oswald's like, you're a sinner. <laughs> that's correct no they are adorable and actually uh so oswald is my other merchant oh, okay. so when i do the final boss my goal is to have a merchant on each side and uh i ended up making particio a hunter so <laughs> he's got a bunch of just really fun skills to go with that and that was on top of i had him do some warrior training so he has deal more damage Mm-hmm. So now when, you know, you use your hired help, it's it gives stupid numbers. Yep. I love watching the stupid numbers. That that, that skill is broken. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, Particio is my my second husband that I got this year. Uh, we'll see if there's a third. Um, play Final Fantasy 16. I'll uh, I could probably guess which one will be your next one, and it's Ooh, not Clive. Okay. Is it Sid? It's Sid. Oh baby, I'm ready. I am ready for some hot Sid action, especially because like we finally have a hot Sid. Yes. I don't know. I liked Final Fantasy VII Sid. I thought he was cute. He was, he was okay looking. I mean, he didn't look like Mega Man Sid or Head Sid. So, you know, I can accept that. It, it wasn't until the movie. I, I had canoned uh, Sid's voice to be Dennis Leary uh, <laughs> in the original game. And then in the mo- movie, they gave him an old man voice. And it was like, I no. It's not what he sounds like to me. Well, I can't wait to meet my third husband uh, when I get a chance to play that. Give me all the husbands. I want to hear him. He has the sexiest voice. How many husbands am I allowed? Um, In your little head harem, as many as you want, and a couple of wives. Yes. In your head harem. (laughs) Hey, she's right. I mean, I outright tell my husband about my head cannons, so it's fine. He he just looks at me and goes, "Oh, sweetie," and then walks away because he doesn't know how to respond. It's okay. I'm waiting for Persona Three Reloaded so we can, you know, talk about how hot Mitsuru still is. This yeah, is fact. He actually asked me if I was going to pick a different waifu for that game, and I was like, "We have been we have been together 18 years." What is wrong with you? He's like, I just thought you'd try somebody different. I'm like, no, there was only one woman for me. Her name is Mitsuru Karijo. Like, what am I going to do? Date Yukari? Gross. Fuka? Boring. Mitsuru. Hot, has a motorcycle and a company? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Someone else talk about games. If not, you're just going to get my head cannons for like the rest of the cast. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think for an interesting podcast, headcanon. Yeah, by Kelly. Um, well, Harvestella has sort of has waifus. I found out, I found out via reading the walkthrough that yes, you do marry somebody at the end, or like give them a promise ring. Ooh, so, I need to play that. It, I I ragged on it last week, but it is really good. Um, it just it, it needed a little bit of polish, but now that I've gotten a lot more money and a lot more skill ups, I'm having a little bit more fun. I'm I, I'm on chapter six right now. I've got my farm with with sprinklers so that I'm I'm just running around uh, gr- growing crops and things like that. I'm I'm hoping to finish the game this week. Um, get, give or take, you know, getting sucked into farming. Cause, cause <laughs> I, I don't know about other like rune factories and stuff, but it's very hard in this game to balance the farming and the trying to do the story because by the time I get done with the farming in the morning, it, it's like, okay, it's 5 PM. I've got five in-game or seven in-game hours to run through the dungeon. Cause um, if you stay up too late after midnight, you'll pass out in the dungeon so it's like well what am i gonna what should i do to go kill the rest of the time fish i guess i'm going fishing uh i I don't know it's 
it's also kind of a hard game to talk about because um, th- there's some timey-wimey stuff going on. And I, I'm a little far in. I don't want to get too much into spoilers. I, I'm sure Matt, who had uh, played it, that's probably listening right now, knows exactly what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, well, it's okay. You don't have to talk about it, I guess. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to let you know that I'm still playing it, and I've sort of softened up on the game a little bit. Um, Just some of the early, excuse me, some of the early farming before you get a lot of the abilities uh, can get a little bit frustrating, especially since you don't have the space to uh, and the farm to crop what you want to crop. But now that I've cleared out the area and can afford more land, the farming is a little bit more fun. And the roosters and the goats are adorable in that game, by the way. Um, c- call back to last week with the Birmingham goat. Mm-hmm. They caught the goat. They caught the goat at a community center. It was great. They all held hands and cooperated and caught the goat. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I-, I said last week during the show, I picked up... Uh, Diablo 4. Yay! Because uh, my copy got here the night that we were doing the Because there's nothing but positive buzz around Diablo 4 right now, and you wanted to get on that bandwagon. Well, that and I got it for a steal. Yeah, 20 bucks off, right? 30 bucks off? Forget. Yeah, pretty much. 30 bucks, Um, yeah, because it was only 40 bucks, right? Yeah, uh, uh, after the fact. So it's like, I can't pass, pass that up for that. I actually bought it too, so now I'm playing it on console and PC. Yay! Oh, you bought the QVC deal? I did. <laughs> once once you did that, I'm like, oh, I've been hoping for an excuse to get it on console as well so I can play with a controller and switch up and just... It's, it's good for your hands and posture to kind of switch up how you play rather than just being in one place all day. So I'm, I really... If I'm going to play this game a bunch, being able to play is on that, console as is well is nice. Still a thing? Is, what is that the console? From the PS5 on sale? Is that a thing? Oh, is the QVC one? Uh, I don't know. It, it was. Last that was like week a week ago, Phil. So we'll have to see. And you had to um, be a new customer to QVC. Now, I used my current account. Oh, I know, oh. right? Yeah. I okay. Missed out. Let's see, Diablo Four. All right, to search with an IV, not the number four. No, it's it's not on sale anymore. Oh, you know what? Forget it. I you have to also be a PSN person. I don't want to pay another annual thing. Yeah, I. I oh, do you? I, oh, yeah. Sorry. I, yeah, I do that. Yeah, I do that too for the free games, and it's like, well, I'm glad I do that now because otherwise I won't be able to play online. Um, so I I rolled a druid. I'm amused that my druid basically just looks like a chonky chick that's going to talk to your manager about druids with her Karen haircut. Um, And I I know this has been the joke, but Chris, this game is really dark. (laughs) Yeah, the story content is very dark. Yes. They hit it. They did it. Not just the story content, but it's like, wow, I need to crank up the brightness. Oh, yeah, you do need to do the calibration for brightness levels, especially if you have HDR. It takes a while to to zone it in right, for my TV at least. And then once I did, it's like, oh, this is a beautiful game, and the fire feels like it's actually burning. But, man, I had to adjust black levels correctly, because otherwise, yeah, I can't see anything. 
Because you, you start out in a cave in the middle yep. of the night. Yep. Um, we, we literally just talked about Diablo 3, but I don't remember Diablo 3 being as gory as this one was. It wasn't. Or this, this one is. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, it had dark elements. Like, there's still demons eating people and stuff. Like, whoever tells you Diablo 3 is a bright and cheery departure from the series is lying. But it did have a rainbow in the background at one point. So I guess, <laughs> you know, that makes it bright and cheery. But this it's, is darker. No question. I mean, so darker. Uh, it's like they slashed the contrast down by 82 and a half percent. It's all like gray and tan and so brown. It's, like, it's literally darker. It's, the art style is more gothic inspired, I think. So it, it's darker in that regard as well. And also the game just moves slower than Diablo 3. And I feel like that yeah. adds a sense of oppression to you and, and creates that atmosphere as well. So, yeah, um, and the camera is so zoomed in. Um, but swinging anyway, around sorry. with the the axe with my druid com- compared to you know the high paced uh, running and leaping and uh, just charging into swaths of demons in Diablo three, it's like okay, this is a little bit um, this this is a slow down quite a bit. And I look at the town tree and everything else, it's like yeah, does he, uh, Chris was absolutely right. This is a uh, prettier Diablo two. And I'm mildly okay with that. I'm gonna miss the um, the the high high play high paced gameplay of three, but at the same time, just being able to slow down a little bit helps me appreciate the environments. <laughs> I, I woke up Thursday morning because I left I left the PlayStation on overnight so that it could download or it could um, install the disc and download the patches and all that, and I was very annoyed because <laughs> I had to log in with my Battle.net account and they had upgraded the authenticator recently. So it's like I had to download a new authenticator and then authenticate my auth- authenticator with the <coughs> old one. Yep. Which was annoying. Yeah, I did that a but while ago, I, but yeah. But then I, I, I got in and... <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm I'm sitting there with my, my breakfast muffin watching the... Uh, the opening cutscene. I'm sorry. See- I'm sorry. Ch- sitting down with a proper English bref- breakfast muffin <laughs> to play Diablo Four Four just seems so wrong. And then I, yeah, the next thing I know, you I need to have a rat stick. on a stick while you play Diablo Four. What are you doing? And next thing I know, I see a horse get disemboweled, and yep. it's like, okay, so this is this kind of game, yep. isn't it? And and then later on in the evening, I'm playing, and my character gets drugged and is getting dragged off and being ready to be butchered. Yeah. And I'm like, man, they aren't kidding around with with the story in this. The it most is- proper food you can eat while playing Diablo 4 is flower petals, and that's only for st- thematic story reasons. You think I ought to get, like, beef jerky to get in the mood? No, I'm thinking rose petals. No, that's disgusting. They're actually not bad. <laughs> but all right. Edible flower petals. Oh, or ketamine, because then you have visions. Yeah. Very thematic. There we go. Sam's on board. <laughs> I wasn't planning on playing this, but sure. Ketamine Flowers laced with ketamine. Mm. So uh, th- then and I'm playing a druid, like I said, I'm doing the werewolf build. Um, 
just because that one looked the most fun to me, even, even though Werebear looked fun too. But I remember from Diablo 2 that being a little bit on the slow side. So mm-hmm. just running around clawing things and doing the three hit combo. And then later on, you get a howl that, that heals and gives you an attack speed bonus. And then you later on, you get rabies. So you add dots to the uh, damage too. And then I've also got the two wolf companions following me around and I, I'm just having a blast. I, I probably should have got on and played with you last night, Chris, but then I got sucked into playing Harvestella and next thing I know it was like almost midnight. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Maybe tonight. Yeah. Um but I can I, power I, level you. Oh, lovely. Uh, you made a season one character, right? I just, yeah, oh, I basically just made a campaign character. Oh, can you not play season one? I, I don't know. I might just make a new season character. Okay. Uh, just to play with you. Well, um, I'm doing the story on my own. Uh, You'll have to do the campaign on your season one character then if you haven't finished it already. Before yeah. you make the, oh. oh, you have to clear the main story to even make a seasonal character? Weird. Yeah, that's okay. what I thought you had to do. Um. I don't think. Oh, that's a good question. I've, I, yeah, I, Phil, I, like it shouldn't be that way. So we don't think it's that way because no other game does it like that. But I think but, it might be the case are, that this one yeah, does. We are talking. <laughs> we are talking Diablo. This they is Blizzard. Saying, yeah. <laughs> they do weird they things. Keep, they kept saying over and over again that to prepare for season one, you need to clean. You know, there's two things you need to do. One of them is to clear the the, the campaign, and the other one was to get all the statues of Lilith, um, because that would those I, are the two things that really carry yeah. over. And I thought that was you, so you could skip the campaign, not because you I, have to do it to play at all. <laughs> and when you and when you make a seasonal character, it does give you the option: do you want to skip the campaign? Yes yeah. or no. You could do the story again on your seasonal character. I'll take a look real quick. Uh, huh. I'll find out for you guys real Thanks. quick. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Um, sure. What else was going to say? I and, and because it's a big old open world, it is so easy to get distracted. Like I keep finding dungeons, and it's like I need to dive into these dungeons and see what's inside. And then ten minutes later, I get a quest for that specific dungeon and have to go do it again. Yep. I don't know if you ran into that. <laughs> I do find it a little bit annoying that. Um, some of the dungeons just have what are they the affixes they're not designed well the dungeons are not designed well in general okay (laughs) let me just okay actually affixes hold on say that again affixes you didn't say the thing i was expecting you to say when i cut you off there so i apologize would you say again you you found it weird that the dungeons have the affixes blank 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 what um that are not for your class what do you mean by that? Well, like the first one that I found, um, I, I think it was like the, uh, a light. Gosh, I cannot remember the name of it for the life of me. It was like to the east of that first main settlement. Okay. You go to with uh, not Sid. Yeah. Because it's the same voice actor. Mm-hmm. And it drops a sorcerer effects. Oh, okay. The thi- you unlock legendary aspects is what they're called um, that you can use to bump up rare items into legendary items and are used in building your builds because they all have these unique effects for your characters. And you unlock the these ones in your Codex of Power 
So it's a library of legendary aspects that you collect. Um, they, and they're unlocked by beating dungeons. And so each dungeon has a different effects or a different aspect associated with it. And some are for your class and some are for other classes. So, yeah. Um, so the idea is uh, you you look on the map and do the ones for your class, I guess. So. Okay. I mean, he still gets stuff for doing them. And it was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you ever want to make another character in that, well, I guess this is, you're on the Eternal Realm. So if you just ever want to make another character on the Eternal Realm of that other class, you'll be glad that you've finished it, right? So Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that it's account-wide, and I'm glad that you can do, like, it farm stuff. It doesn't. Or- transfer to the new season though you have to do them all again in the seasonal realm though which is annoying yes i know yep yep (laughs) oh i to be honest i don't know how much of that season stuff i'm gonna end up doing because i've got a lot of i've got a lot of backtrack stuff to play and i'm gonna be going to japan in three months Mm -hmm. so so it says on ign of course they're never wrong that you don't have to complete the campaign before making a seasonal character, but of course, since you haven't done the campaign, you'll be forced to do the campaign, whereas people have already cleared it uh, and have logged in. The key is you have to log into that character you've not done so in the last you know, 10 days or so. You have to log into the character that's cleared the campaign, and then when you create a new um, seasonal character, you can log into them, and it will give you the option to skip the campaign. Um, and it will reveal all the parts of the map you've already revealed. So we had that question come up a lot where somebody logged, made a new seasonal character and they're like, wait a minute, none of the map is revealed. I thought that was going to carry over. You have to log into your original character first if you have not done so. Since the patch went live on the 18th, I think it was, Yeah, that clears it for your account. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Um, as far as unlocking everything on the season pass, uh, one of the articles I read said that uh, he was able to clear uh, clear it by the time he got to around level 70. So and that the designer said you got like 90 days to do this and they wanted it to make it to where if you just play a few hours a week, you should be able to knock it out. Yeah, the campaign doesn't take that long, um, but given the time constraints Kelly has kind of illustrated in her playtime, what she has to devote to a game like Diablo 4, I would see it as not really fitting into her schedule to both finish the campaign on one character and then start a seasonal character and get anywhere before it's time to move on to another game. Yeah, that might be a bit rough. I mean, for I me, this is of- what I'm playing for the rest of the year, more or less, unless I, well, we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't, I didn't do a lot of that stuff in Diablo three either. I just, I, I'd pop in, I'd, but one new character, I'd run around with them for a little bit, and then I'd move on. I, I more enjoyed the single-player kind of stuff in uh, 3, so I'm not really that busted about missing out on season stuff. I just mm-hmm. wanted to... Yeah. I, I just... I, I say when I play a lot solo, I'm anti-social. I, I just like Diablo 3 doing enough seasonal stuff to unlock the, the pretty outfits and the, 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 the different familiars. Right, the little sidekicks, I would do that, and then I was done. Okay. I like pretty stuff. So do I. So there do was I. a bit of complaining about, apparently, so in the main campaign, when the main campaign came out, uh, and my wife and I were playing through this, there's a lot of really great-looking outfits that you get just by playing the game. One of the big complaints about Season 1 is that there's, that, that out of the sets that they added, the, there's not a whole, there's not hardly any new 
sets that you earn for free that look good um, that drop in the game. But of course, if you're on that season pass, you unlock some pretty cool looking stuff. Yeah, that's where the cosmetics are going to be. And um, yeah. I think that's, yeah, uh, certainly a problem. But uh, they have so they many have, other things to focus on fixing right now. I don't think they're going to get around to new um, free cosmetics. Because they had given the impression that they basically you would get some good free cosmetics just yeah. by playing the game and then some by the pass. But now they're yeah. pretty much all in the pass. But that's kind of pales in comparison, like you said, to some of the other issues that they have at the moment yeah yeah it it did amuse me that you you know create a character that you're going to end up covering in armor anyway or rather so, you, you you customize a character that you can yeah. end up covering in armor yeah. anyway I, which i don't care me. that much about cosmetics on my character so it's not a big deal for me but i can totally understand if it's a big deal for you and that does suck because you want to play dress up with your your character you're putting all these hours into and they don't give you anything good unless you give them money for it and that just think that does so, suck yeah i just think it's so funny for two reasons one is everything looks so low contrast and gloomy and stuff it's not like monster hunter where my characters get these really cool bright vibrant glowing weapons and cool looking outfits and stuff it's all drabby looking and number two it's diablo so 90 you know 90 percent of the game your camera's pulled out and you just see a little thing running across you can't even see that cool new heart uh icon you got for your horse a little thing that goes on the side yeah you can't even really see it except for when you're at like the inventory screen or something yeah to me those kind of cosmetics make sense more sense in a game like wow where yeah, your 100%. character your character is a reflection of you yes yeah, so you want to make it look as good as possible versus this game where it's like I'm just seeing this little speck on the screen. I mean, not a little speck, but I'm just, I, I don't know. Just, I don't feel like I'm my druid like I am with my WoW Hunter. Yeah, totally agreed. That's why I, you can I, make I five understood. alts and not feel so bad about it in a Diablo game. I don't know. That, that, that's something I never understood about game, non-MMO games that have a lot of customization. Like, even Monster Hunter, like Phil said, I've feel more of a connection to that character than these yeah and the camera angles close much closer up on your hunter so you're gonna at least see the back of them a lot more of course with monster hunter it's funny if they sold cosmetics it wouldn't work well i guess they do they do they don't do. they i do right. yeah because, but like well the whole thing with monster hunter is like i killed a monster and my weapon i built from parts from that monster look like that came from parts from that monster and it's like yeah there's a thematic appreciation of that oh oh yeah i mean the whole end game in most monster hunter games is just unlocking cosmetics that you can lay over from the monster yeah, so you right. can mix and yeah. match the the functional armor with the good looking pookie pookie armor which we all know some looks of the, the best some of the armor is ugly i i know yeah it is and it's like each game it's like is the male hunter or the female hunter get the bad armor because it seems like one of them gets screwed in each game. It was the one of the things that kind of you know kept Monster Hunter World from getting a five out of five from me was just the lack of variety and of good looking, you know, gear. Yeah, important. Very important. Super important. <laughs> we I mean, it's at at the end of the day, I end up just making my character look like me and Monster Hunter. So that works. 
So, yeah. And then the, the last thing I've been playing is uh, Persona 5 Strikers, though I have barely touched that this week because, like, I've been sucked into Harvestella and uh, Diablo so much. And I've, I've got a little bit of a complaint with this game. And I, I've had this complaint a little bit for modern RPGs for a while. And I, I feel, and I don't know if I, you guys are with me at this or not, but I feel like the dialogue in RPGs has just gotten so bloated. Because um, yeah. there was one night, I, I finished a dungeon and I wanted to, you know, get my character to the next area of the game because the whole thing is that they're going on a road trip to do Japan uh, for summer vacation, um, tr- trying to find these jails. Because uh, and what, what was it in Persona Five? It was palaces. palaces. Yeah. Well, this time around, they're gone on a road trip finding these jails and okay. try, are trying to clear out these jails. So they they're in an RV just driving around Japan, and this dungeon that ended the other night, I I can't, I can't remember where they were, but then they were on their way to Okinawa, and. I think that that cutscene between the last place in Okinawa was like an hour long, and I ended up s- skipping a bunch of the dialogue because it was almost midnight and I needed to go to bed. And it was just going on and on and on. And I don't know, am, am I old woman yelling at Cloud? Or... No, I don't think Cloud is in that I'm, game. Maybe I'm old guy yelling at Cloud, but I had similar situations with some of the JRPGs that I was streaming. Tokyo Xanadu, I think, was high up on that list, where they just had whole swaths of 20, 30 minutes at a time where it's like them talking about their favorite ice cream flavor or whether or not to have the umbrella over this girl's head. Look, I like a little bit of drama here and there. I like Persona games. They're usually filled with these things, but... It just goes on and on. You, guys, and just, you, you both are talking about games that are basically playable animes. So and, that's going to be how those work because it's meant to be like you're watching a TV episode while you're playing your game. But like, but that's the problem. If I want to watch an anime, I'll just put on an anime. I'm, I'm no, playing a I, game. I like the idea of playing a game that's an anime. Like that's its own thing. It's better because it's a game. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Unless like, it's poorly me... written, in which case you do feel like you're wasting your time. <laughs> that I think it comes down to if it's well written and and how good, you know, the game pulls it off, right? Um like 16 has lots of dialogue. Did, was it annoying to you? No, because all of that dialogue I felt like actually contributed to the overall exactly. story. And, and, and this game's dialogue is, oh, the, the girls are in bikinis. The guys are going to oogle it for, for 10 minutes. So basically, you're not into juvenile anime plots anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. So that's kind well, of the issue. That's the problem. Like some of that doesn't even go into the plot like i yep. understand if there's like a little bit of a romance plot between these nope. teenage kids and no this is just someone snuck into the this girl's just, bath <laughs> yeah this is just something completely off on the side like the ice cream flavors will never come into play later on like if it came into play later on somehow that would be there was some subplot going on and they were going to creatively weave it in and whatever that'd be awesome but it's just so the persona issue. games are supposed to just play around with these characters and have fun times with them and have some slice of life comedy. But I think that the spin-off games just they try to stretch it too far. 
Th they do. They do. Because when I was playing Dancing All Night, I had I had the same issue True. where it's like I I don't want to hear this. I just want to dance. Because yeah, you can't and have this... any real character development in a spinoff game, right? Because that's yeah. all done in the main game. And so yeah. that that leaves you with just filler and well, you can you get tired of it. They did a good job with Ultimac, the fighting game, by saying these are events that are happening and they're like an alternate universe. So there's going to be consequences, but we're we're also distancing ourselves from the main story by saying it's a multiverse deal. Oh, good. So I thought that I was thought they were of, actual sequels. I didn't realize it was a multiverse. I maybe I read into it wrong, but that was the impression I didn't I play got. them. I, I just never got around to playing them. I, I know that I, it's basically a visual novel. So much text yeah. to read. <laughs> it was a lot to read and stuff, and it wasn't as good as the main story stuff. But I'll, I'll say like when you talk about Persona 3 and 4 and you're doing those side quests with the NPCs, each one is kind of its own plot. Like what's going to happen with this NPC? They're having these problems. You're helping them out. And more times than not, I was generally invested in seeing where those mini plots were going to go. But in some of these anime games, it's just it, it feels like it goes nowhere and it's just there maybe for world building, except it's it won't end. You know, it's like uh, in Wheel of Time where they were describing three pages of why this person's blouse looks a certain way. <sighs> he's so, That's what it feels he's like to so me. verbose. Can we, yeah. can we not talk about Robert Jordan? Can we not? <laughs> oh, do you have strong feelings? I do. Okay. I hate Robert Jordan's writing with every fiber of my being. And God bless Brandon Sanderson for finishing that series. I think I got God through bless. four books I, and I said, I can't anymore. I just I, can't. I totally agree and understand that sentiment. And, and I and, want and to get to the good books at the very end, but there's just too many. <laughs> Keep pushing forward, Chris. You can do it. Eye of the Tiger. No. I don't no. think so. <laughs> it's no. painful. I, I'm out. I refuse. Nope. And, and, and part of it isn't just me either, because Matt, my podcast partner messaged me this morning and it's like man i don't know if i'm gonna get through trails of cold steel 3 in the next 30 days because we have like exactly a month to get to that one for backtrack or i think it's a month i'll, I'll have to look but we've got a little bit of a time frame to get to that one to backtrack and i i told him i just like dude when you're on side quests or if you're clearly doing dialogue that doesn't add to the overall story just skip um, I told him like that, that in that final boss gauntlet, you could skip everything but the final boss and not miss a thing because every single boss speech is just here's why you suck. Mm. And I I posed that as our question of the week this well, week is do you, you don't do have you skip to skip those things. Here here's what I did in sixteen for the side quests. Instead of listening to the actors deliver the dialogue, I just read it on the screen. Yeah, I do that too, and that saves you saves you like. I mean, that can add up to saving you hours of time over the course of a game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do that, too, you, when I'm, you, I'm in you, a hurry. You know, what's funny is, like, when I listen to audiobooks, I almost listen to most of them at two times speed. Mm -hmm. So do and, I. And, and I notice that when I compare that with, like, reading a book of the same length, that that's apparently the speed I kind of read. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah. a, you know, two times the way they read it out loud. It'd be really, really cool in these RPGs that have voice acting if they had, like, a speed up. Like, you know... I was literally just thinking that. See, I, I've done two speed for podcasts. I can't do two speed for audiobooks. I do one and a half. It depends on the reader and the if they have a thick accent. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I, I do like a lot of one point six, one point seven. I like 1. to 8. think about what they're saying, and two. if I'm going at two x, there's just no time. Yeah, it but, just depends. All right. 
Oh, but but see, that's the difference between you and I. You think I don't really. Yeah, I, <laughs> I thought you were going to say I have to think because I'm an idiot. I didn't think you were going to say no. You actually do I think. Just, oh, yeah, I just I just let it. I just like absorb it through osmosis and hope I remember something of the plot later on. That's funny. So um, I, I'm glad I'm not alone, uh, particularly with the Persona games. I think, the, and and we're probably going to deal with the same thing with tactics in a couple of months too. That so that it's a side game. Yep. Probably going to be bloated as hell and not very interesting, too. I imagine Tactics looks like it's going to have the same level of dialogue as whatever they did with the Etrian Odyssey spinoffs. So, if those were See, good. Those, I mean, those weren't that bad about them. Oh, okay. Though. Cool. So, they, they, they had like side stories and kind of like. Um, I don't know why I'm lumping those together. I have no reason to say that. I don't even know if they're developed by similar teams, you know? So, the, I'm just. The. the ma- the main story in P in the um, Q games was fine. The the side stuff like the, the side quests and the character events I skipped. Ah, well there you go. So I'm hoping I'm that detecting that's what a theme like. here <laughs> in spinoff games, especially avoid side content. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but I bet you that's where all the powerful items are. Yeah, and. You can probably just do do the quest and then skip the dialogue. All right. I just feel like that a lot of this this text in these personas spinoffs specifically. Well, that's hard to say. Uh, is just so bloated, and I feel like it's a waste of time. I'm starting to feel like I should only play games that have good side and main content. Yeah, like if if you can't be bothered, like I have so many choices of games now. If your whole game isn't awesome, you know, I can go play something else. Um, and and that's the thing with Strikers is that the gameplay itself is fun as hell because it's Muso. Mm. And oh, I'm, I'm so, well, there you go. Beating the crap out well, of things. As long as you're having yeah. fun. Yeah, that's me. Like, I, yeah, Muso is just so, so much freaking. I'll talk more about the game I'm playing. But yeah, Muso is just so fun that I guess if the side quests are somewhat boring, I don't care as long as I get to kill stuff. <laughs> But to your point, like I think my attitude's kind of the same, Chris. If a game, if the game it has boring side content, is a huge negative. Unless it just has so much of a fun battle system, I don't really care. Um, uh, otherwise, or or if it allows me to get through the entire game just focusing on the main and ignoring the side. If you're got boring side quests and I can ignore and still have a really great experience and not fall too far behind in levels because I'm ignoring your boring fetch quest, <laughs> then then I'm willing to I'm willing to probably, but I'll probably put those on like a sale, you know, because I'm only enjoying part of your game i i forgot did you enjoy uh age of calamity phil oh gosh yeah that's good yeah that that yeah. one felt like it didn't waste because it was a better it was a better plot than the actual zelda game well yeah there is that yes that is, it is it is yeah no it was really good i enjoy gosh geez yeah i enjoyed that better than uh <laughs> zelda breath of the wild my weapon I, I, doesn't break. I, I honestly, <laughs> I'm a simple I honestly, man. That's what it really a, comes down to. <laughs> uh, that's what, I'm a simple man. Give me a sword that isn't going to break after I swing it a dozen times. It's like, I, I honestly think that what's going on is that they hired this voice cast, and damn it, they're going to get every single inch of how much money they're paying this voice <laughs> mm-hmm. cast to do get voices. Get worth. <laughs> I, so, I bet you those voice actors were like, Damn it, we shouldn't have just taken the flat payment for a job. We should have charged them by the word. Well, especially since uh, isn't there a voice actors union yeah. now? I think so. 
Yeah. Which is why a lot of my favorite voice actors aren't doing a lot of voice work anymore because they actually have to get paid. <laughs> so I- I'm sorry, that's my rant. I don't I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer because I the main reason why I like RPGs is because I like the stories. But I like right. concise, well written. Well, you're starting stories. to learn that yeah, writing matters and not all games are well written, even from major publishers. Right. Absolutely. It's a big it's a big problem. A lot of these just simply aren't well written. It it never ceases to amaze me. Like you're gonna spend millions of dollars developing a graphics engine and a battle engine, all this stuff, and somehow you go cheap on the writing uh, and expect that bird to fly. Just I mean, unless it's a muso, it gets a pass, but everything else I'm just like eh. And I don't think it's helped that I've come off writing masterpieces like Octopath Two and Final Fantasy Sixteen and gosh, what other, what other game did I play? Oh, Fuga 2. That just has, I, I just, every single word means something in those games. And then I'm coming to this stuff that's left a bit anime filler. Yeah, I think, I think maybe we need to focus more on, um, maybe what we need on RP Gamer is a roundup of indie games. You know, games not from big, big publishers that have really well-written content, right? There's just, lots of those. Yeah. Oh, there's no shortage of them. But it's like, it's hard to know to what they are, right? Because we focus so much on the, your Square Enixes that we don't think about the little game that's like, oh, the graphics don't look that great, but the writing would suck you in like a novel, you know? We we did an indie game feature, I think it was last year. I had people round up just some of their favorites in terms of, and I said, you know, it can be any kind of element that you want. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people did pick a lot of story-focused games. Hmm. Right, so let's go find that. It, it is there. Um, it was either last year or the year before. I can't remember when I did it, so it's probably overdue to be done again. Ugh. But, I mean, like, just off the top of my head, Eakenfell, Chicory, yep. uh, Getting the Car Loser, there's three games right there where the battle systems are great, the stories are great, the side content's interesting, if it has side content... Um, they're vibrant looking. Yeah, like play what about, those. What about Chained Echoes? That's got to be one, right? Chained Echoes, probably. I have not played that one myself. Oh, it's okay. one that I'm waiting to get on sale. I mean, Sea of Stars looks like it's going to be that experience. We don't know um, that though. Yeah. Well, we'll find out, right? Yeah. It's coming soon. Coming soon. soon. I need to play that demo. Um, uh-huh. Sorry, I didn't mean to get us on a tangent. I just had to know if it was just me. Um, that's all I've played this week, by the way. If someone else wants to go, well, I can segue onto a lot of that stuff there because I got opinions about Musos and everything else uh, that you talked about. Because um, some of that's in my my playing. Uh, whatnot. So Diablo Four, I I have I played a character when that came out, and got through the campaign. And very interesting story. Talking about good writing and stuff. That was a yep. pretty good story. I enjoyed that. Uh, more games need to have that good story. I do think I had the same impression that you did in terms of its darkness, right? Both in the low contrast and the graphics, but also in its tone and horses' heads getting chopped off and stuff. What was ironic to me was around the same time I was playing the Final Fantasy 16 demo. And one of the turnoffs for, for me and the reason why I have not rushed down Boss 16, I'll probably grab it on sale at some point, 
but for the demo was the fact that you know in those first two hours there was a lot of bloodletting there is a chocobo oh, yeah. that just gets yeah. massacred <laughs> and you're just like holy crap it is like yep. square enix are they breaking bad here they're like, darker than diablo 4 <laughs> it is darker than diablo 4 that poor cute chocobo man mm-hmm. i can't get that image out of my mind mm-hmm. i just uh wow i was just like whoa this is this isn't your daddy's final fantasy that's for sure nope um so, uh, I mean, I, again, I know it's got a good story. I, I've, I've, I've heard everyone sing the praises of 16 story. Uh, so I'll want to experience it for that. I, I didn't think the, the combat was necessarily anything that hooks me in particular, but it wasn't bad either. It's kind of yeah, just for me. That's where I ended there. up. So that's why I'm not playing like new game plus or anything with 16 because the combat's not that attractive to me, but yeah. it was like, it was fun enough. Like fun enough. I'm not an action game guy, but this, I can tell yep. it's good action combat. And yep. so I can get into it for a bit, and now like I'm done with it. <laughs> hundred, a hundred percent. I I enjoyed what I played, but I'm definitely in no desire to master it for some of those combat trials. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But That's I don't care. I like see. the setting in the world is what I was there for, and it delivered. Right. That's yep. where I'm looking for. It was just like that's so that's where I'm like, OK, story is what's going to pull me through this. But it isn't exactly the bright and cheerful Final Fantasy. <laughs> well, I mean, it posit- I mean, Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 10 had some very sad themes to them. But this game's tone right from the beginning lets you know that those are uh, day in paradise compared to Ronald McDonald land compared to what 16 has in store for you. So I'm like, OK. I'll wait for this one to go on sale and I'll be in a better mood to enjoy that story. But doing Diablo 4 at 16 at the same time sounds like a double depressing recipe of disaster. Yeah, that's what I did. It worked. Oh, God bless your heart. God and, bless and, your heart. and then you pull up certain character stories in Octopath and you're really depressed. Yeah, oh, um, it's it's funny when you go play Diablo 4 because you need a break. <laughs> No, you play Diablo 4 because you need a break. Oh, my goodness. Now, now the thing is, I was done with Diablo 4 story at that point. So that makes a big difference. Okay, that does. That's ass. That's ass. So, um, uh, so moving on. Uh, yeah, I played, uh, speaking of Hyrule Warriors, I've been playing more Fire Emblem Three Hopes, which I had bought that when it came out, and I played some of it when it came out. Um, after kind of getting through Diablo and I'm I'm waiting on Baldur's Gate 3 to come out. I'm not wanting to jump into something that requires a commitment. So I was like, oh, let's play some more of this uh, again. I never did beat it. And oh my gosh, it just got its hooks back into me. I, I really like Three Hopes. Oh, Three Hopes is magic. It is I, so good. I, I need to boot up that one. I, I got it for Christmas and I, d- I haven't touched it yet. I beat you know, it at the beginning of the year, and I loved it. I had so much fun. Again, yeah. the mixing and the matching of, like, your different character types. They did yeah. such a good job with all of the different um, weapons and making them, you know, Musou-y. Like, I remember being like, I don't know how I feel about the idea of an archer and a Musou, but okay, let's give us a whirl. And it's like, oh, this is actually really fun. So good. And it is so good. And I'll tell you, you know, uh, I, 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 Hyrule Warriors, uh, the definitive edition for me, when people say, well, if I only play one Musa, what's the one to play? And that's the one I would generally recommend because while I like Age of Calamity and Fire Emblem Three Warriors and the such, I think, you know, Hyrule Warriors is just a, a more comprehensive uh, experience and with all the different warriors and stuff adding so much variety like if you're going to play it for 200 hours that's the one i'm going to like if i'm going to a desert island that's the one i'm going to take but holy cow three hopes 
I mean, it might just, I need to put some more time into it to see if it like lasts for hundreds of hours, like, like uh Hyrule Warriors definitive edition has, but, um, holy cow, I'm like 50 hours, 60 hours in. And I'm, I just want to play more even right now. Just talking about it. I want to hang up on this podcast and, and go kill more things. I mean, you've got three plot lines, so you absolutely could play it for. And you know hours. what? And that's another thing too. The in, in playing three houses, the tactical game, by the time I got through with one storyline, I originally went into it thinking, this is cool. Three stories, three angles. I can't wait to do this. By the time I got through one storyline, I'm done. Right. I'm just like, OK, that was cool. I'm glad I had the experience. But the idea of going back through that again and going through some of those battles and some of those interactions over and over again, I was just like, well, you no, do I, different I, battles in the storyline. Yeah, but, sure. You get some different battles, but it just, but yeah, was no, I understand doing, yeah. doing the daily things in between at the camp, too. You know, that that's kind of slow. I just couldn't find myself doing it. But here with three hopes. If the, I'm in 60 hours in. I don't know when this campaign is going to end. I think I'm closing in on the ending, kind of just based on some of their language and stuff, and I'm running out things to upgrade. But I will immediately, especially if it's like New Game Plus, I could keep my levels and stuff like that. I'll be like, yeah, let's do this. Next house, let's go. Let's kill more things because it's it's just so good. And, and I like that the protagonist has a real strong voice. Like they always do these silent protagonists in a lot of these games and not not three hopes. You're a mercenary guy or gal, man. She she they're good characters and they talk a lot and interject personality. It's it's great. Yeah, I like these types of protagonists. I got to marry Dorothea again and that's all I cared about. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. I mean, it's hard to say. She, she never left my party even when the game was like, no, no, you can't use Dorothea. I'm like, I will find a way. <laughs> I will Um. So yeah, but there's no. so many characters too. Like yeah. the amount of characters you can get just in one playthrough, it's crazy. And I, I felt so overwhelmed, and at the same time, I was like, no, I'm having a great time. I don't care. Well, one of the things that held back Fire Emblem Three Warriors from being higher up in my ranks was it did have a, a good selection of characters. However, there was only like four or five, maybe six different weapon types, and in w- within those weapon types, they all pretty much played the same. So your character was almost just a skin. Um, but here at this game, characters with w- with similar weapons still feel pretty different, and it and it helps that you can easily swap your character to a different class. Uh, anyways and swap out those weapons but they do have different uh slightly different move sets and stuff that helps them to feel a little bit different uh and i'm terrible with the names but there's this one archer guy this young boy or whatever and his bow splatters paint all over the place when he's firing do you know who that is uh is it ingots does he have glasses yeah, it's yeah. ingots yep ingots and i just love like it's like splatoon has come into fire emblem i'm just shooting big rainbow color arrows all over the place while damaging the enemies it's just so cute um and uh yeah no it's just it's just really really good and very i mean after playing like diablo and stuff and all that low contrast that's the game to go to because that gets some nice vibrant color the characters are pretty colorful so it's pretty cool i'm enjoying that which house did you start with in the playthrough uh ellen guards whatever her name is oh yeah you, so you did the Black Eagles? Black Eagle, yeah, yeah. Because that's what I did in, in three um, houses. So I kind of wanted to see what the different angle was here. Yeah. She she comes off, well, I don't know, that might be spoilery. I should probably keep yeah. that to myself. Yeah. See, I did Blue Lions for a change of pace because I also did Black Eagles in the three houses. I'll tell and, you what. Hanging out again, with the monster, huh? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
fine. Dimitri is a special boy. <laughs> That's one way to put it. So, well, I'm looking. I'm looking. I, I, I'm definitely looking forward to playing the other other sides in this. I, I might. I've had enough time away from three houses. Maybe, maybe I'll go into one of their sides in that one first, and then go back to Three Hopes and just see that perspective. But it's pretty cool. You know, there's a I, newer I like Fire it. Emblem game out, right? An actual right? Fire Emblem. Do you? But do you want to engage with Engage? I, I don't know. Oh, there's an action one. I haven't even finished Engage. Engage. You gotta play Engage. Engage is fine. You got, like, I couldn't even be bothered characters. to finish it. It's so it, colorful. It okay. I need to. I know Colgate Coon is my boy, Colgate, right? Yeah. But <laughs> right. What's not to like? <laughs> you, you haven't heard Colgate Coon before? No, yeah, but I love it. So <laughs> I love it. I love being under a rock sometimes. (laughs) Oh, God. I I will say about Engaged, I really hated all of the side content in that game. I just said it's bad. Yeah. I did too. It's not fun. Why is there an exercise mini game? We would talk about bad writing and bad thoughts. Like, yeah. But yeah, I don't care about that stuff. And I'm like, why do I need to do this? I just want to go do my battles. You don't have to do that because you don't need those extra two strength. Yeah. I th- didn't. Th- I thought I had read somewhere that you can ignore that. And it's not a big deal. It's really yeah. not, but like, Ugh, it is no. stupid. Why? Oh, no, just, just no. Especially after coming off of three houses where like that content. I liked the side continent in three co- houses because it was fire emblem persona. I'm there for that. But well, this, I was not here? there for. <laughs> like, well, they couldn't just keep doing the same thing, right? Yes, you can. Well, if they didn't want to. Broken, don't fix it. Like, don't make, don't give me. This I don't think they wanted to like turn the series into a specific way. And they I wanted... want pers- my Persona Fire Emblem. Well, I think I want my you're not getting that. <laughs> like, no, like, screw that. I, I just, I was so cranky the entire time. Like, anytime they're like, okay, go do this stuff in here. I'm like, but I don't want to. I don't care. I just want to fight stuff. And, like, when the game's like, your ring is sad. You should go polish it. I'm like, no. No, you can be oh, a Oh, but ring. did you know there's special spots on the ring if you rub it just right? Yes, I do. <laughs> So yeah, that's how, like my my husband asked me if I was molesting the ring. I know, right? <laughs> and that's how it feels because like they make their it's little noises. So and it makes these dumb. And you're just like, why? Because why we can't have face up? petting. That's why. Which is probably for the best, honestly. <laughs> I don't you no want longer it. have the microphone to gently blow on. The uh, make it all go away. Uh, no, just no hard pass. Also, like, I had no desire to, like, have a harem waifu or husband engage. That yeah. was, like, another issue for me. I was like, I don't like these people. Like, they're just they're just okay. I'm not sitting there going, man, I sure like that Edelgard. I'll date her. <laughs> or, you know, oh, Dorothea. Dorothea is wonderful and well fleshed out as a character. I'm gonna date her. Who's my, who, um, what's her face? Uh, Bernadetta. Bernadetta. Yeah. I love Bernadetta. <laughs> My Bernie. <laughs> Bern is like the cutest thing. Like ever again, three three houses. You have such a likable cast yeah. in all the houses. So I can't great. remember anyone's name. You know hey, who Bernadetta. I liked is the lady who stabs people. Um you you not Shamir? Yuffie. No. 
uh the the thief lady the assassin in in in, in engage yeah yunaka yunaka yeah i use yunaka a lot too she she, she was my girl and it's like oh i i can guess your backstory and then they kind of reveal it through a conversation with not you but someone else which was weird and then they never really they, they don't develop the characters well engages like you know it's cheese it's yes cheesy and cornballish and you sit there and you kind of go I, I, I am a person who likes cheesy and corny i it's, do it, I love it's it. not even it's cheesy everything is one-dimensional there's no depth at it's all it's so cringe it's so cringe so cringe i'm just like why am i supposed to care about this plot twist and and i just no just just no Engage was such a flop. And uh, it's my fault like for my wanting flop. writing from a Fire Emblem. Like, this is a strategy game, and I guess I shouldn't want that. <laughs> well, again, the problem is we like Three Houses. <laughs> yeah. Where we gotta it, and it's not like Three Houses is some pinnacle of writing no, or anything. but for Fire Emblem, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is true. Yeah, yeah, that's not exactly, yeah. The Fire Emblem series is not exactly a high bar in writing. There's uh, a war. People are sad. Make army go. <laughs> Tony, it was all downhill after Awakening. I love it. Oh, we, uh, we need Awakening HD remake. You say it's downhill after Awakening, but like Awakening is what saved the entire series well, to continue. And it's like... <laughs> well, I'm just saying Awakening was peak and it's just been downhill since then. And I want Awakening HD now with full feet. I mean, there are Fire Emblem fans who think Awakening is a bad direction for the series. It's just... Yeah, they're wrong. They're, they're bitter because they don't have their permit. I don't know they're, if that's... if, But look at where it's led us. <laughs> they might be right. <laughs> but then again, there wouldn't oh. be a series without it, so I guess they're not. <laughs> So um, back to what I was playing. The heck are we um, talking about anyway? Yeah, I know. We're supposed to be, yeah. So i i did uh, I did knock out Salasa Palace of Ice. Any uh, good? Any expansion or DLC and stuff? Yeah, if you like if you like Salasta, it's going to raise your level cap to sixteen. But like, uh, I like Salasta, but does is it just more of the same, or is it anything it is new or same. interesting or? Yeah, it's got higher level stuff, so you okay, have to so put higher level play. That's literally out, just like, more of the same. More of the same. More of the <laughs> same. Right. They got a storyline that's eh. Eh. Speaking of good writing, it's about as eh. In fact, I feel like it's a tiny bit of Sounds like I'm better off playing Wrath of the Righteous. <laughs> Definitely. Um, okay. You know, it, it did, I, I didn't, I ran a lot of 5th edition as a DM, but I, I don't really play uh, hardly at all at the tables. So playing the video games is a way for me to experience life as a player and in, in, with engaging the systems. And so it gave me that perspective of like, okay, so now here's how that monk feels at level 10, 12, 14, and the wizard spells and the such. Mm-hmm. And so it ramps things it ramps things up a little bit and you know fifth edition is often criticized as being like tabletop on easy mode it's really you don't see many player characters dying at the especially at the higher levels so what they was really funny uh and this is just a slight spoilers so feel free to cover yours if you care but uh in the in the last area they basically give you a demonic debuff that gives you like negative three to all of your important stats like armor class saving throws the whole nine yards it's just the aura of of evil that's in this plane of existence which is what they had to do to make the game even somewhat challenging 
was just debuff everybody by three across the board. So that is to say the game's pretty easy as long as you have any sort of idea of what you're doing. I mean, just building a balance party, go in there. And and I didn't even have like a really, you know, what did I have? I had like a, I had a warlock and um, I forget. It was, it was just unusual stuff. Um, I didn't go for like the standard fighter cleric. Did a bard, I think. Uh, for my main healer, using a bard as my main healer, you know, things like that. So I was hardly pushing the envelope and being optimized and got through the game without really any issue. I don't think I reloaded once because uh, I just I, I really wasn't having any issues there. So difficulty wise on the low side. But if you want to see more high level combat, if you like the Celasta adventure editor for making adventures for your friends or for the Internet, this is going to add more tools to that because there are do tile sets, uh, backgrounds and the such. Uh, that that that'll let you have more tools to play with in the toolbox. But uh, yeah, if you didn't like Celeste before, don't get this. If you if you liked it and you want more, it's it's pretty much a, a no brainer. Pick up pick up the other little DLCs that open up new classes along the way. If you didn't pick up like the Druid expansion, Monk expansion, whatever the hell they were called, uh, called the Primal, you want to pick those guys up along the way so you can experience new classes. You can bring over your characters from the main, from the very first Solasa adventure because they would have topped out around nine or ten. Mm-hmm. And if they're not ten yet, this will bring them up to ten. Or you can do what I do, which is create a brand new party, and it will level them up to ten. In fact, once you build those characters, it's a little clunky because it'll immediately want to take you through the leveling process as if you're going through one level at a time, level two, level three, level four. And if for any reason you back out of this you know, process in the middle or you don't finalize the whole group or whatever, you'll have to start all over again. Including so because, making the characters? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, no. It, yeah, that was, I lost a bit of progress that way because the system that for building a party in the, directly into the expansion is a bit clunky. Uh, but with that being said, you know, once you're in there, it's the same old, you know, kind of good time. There was, there were a once or twice where I had to Google some stuff up on the internet because I was really kind of unsure where to go next. They, they generally tell you where to go next. There's also a bit of a bug. It wasn't a game breaking bug, but it was one that drove me crazy for another half an hour because on one side of the screen, they always have your next quest objective, you know, there. So it's usually hard to get lost as long as you can read and, you know, you go to that city, you'll see something to kind of guide you. Uh, where to go but uh, it was like your next objective is this and it's go to the bridge and i kept going back to the bridge but no encounter would happen there was no way for me to like enter that part of the map it was just a spot on the overland you would pass right up kept trying to figure that out finally went to google and it turns out it's a it's a bug but thankfully that quest is not mandatory uh to complete the main quest line even though it's listed as kind of important so I just moved on past it after I figured that part out. There was um, another bit of a bug. So it's not exactly a smooth ride either. But uh, mm. but nothing game-breaking, nothing that a quick Googling or two couldn't figure out. And I did beat it, and I did a write-up. So you can read more details at rpgamer.com. Does that count as a re- something you can review, or is it just a write-up? I think I did it in yeah, deep deep look. We okay. do deep looks, I think, for those. That's okay. what Alex told me for those kind of like partial DLCs, uh, partial exp- whatever you want to call it. It's like a BD okay. DLC. Yeah. So, I think with like, might have been Monster Hunter, like the the Monster Hunter expansions, like Sunbreak. Sunbreak's a full on expansion. That's in a full on daily. Yeah. Yeah, and I did full reviews on those guys. Yeah. So, but yeah, I agree with that. 
Yeah. But anywho, yep. So you can go and check that out. But I think that's Does pretty it much you? it. Yeah. I played Diablo 4. Uh, I think that's it, right? Oh, I haven't mentioned. Uh, did I? I I'm I'm losing track of time here. Um, I may have. Yeah, I finished Final Fantasy 16. I think last Sunday, so the day after the podcast. So I did finish 16. That's all done. All side content completed. No, I will not be playing on Final Fantasy mode or New Game Plus or whatever. But uh, I I love the game. I'm waiting for what I feel are some obvious hooks for potential DLC and we'll see where it goes. Um, and I can't talk about them cause they're heavy spoilers. <laughs> were tears shed at the end? Uh, yes. Though, um, it, they did play with my expectations a little. Um, but I also feel like it's not as many tears as I expected. Cause I think the end, I think is a little clunky and forced. Um, but that's okay. Because most of the end was just fine. And, well, whatever. Anyway, so, yay! 16's done. No, um... No, that's it. Yeah. No, I, I don't really have anything to say. Uh, I, do not, I don't regret my purchase at all. I loved it, and I would... I would have played it again if I hadn't played it. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Hi. Words are hard. It's okay. What are y'all doing? I, oh, should we move on? Um, we've we've got feedback. Let's do it. Um, our question of the week last week was, uh, "What's your favorite misbehaving animal in a game?" Um, from Strawberry Eggs, I suppose Tenebrae from Tales of Symphonia, Dawn of the New World counts. He's a centurion, but he looks like a black panther. He's a major deadpan snarker and likes to troll people, especially Emil. In one skit, uh, Emil accidentally calls Sheena mom and asks Tenebrae for help. Instead, Tenebrae implied Emil likes to oogle Sheena's bus, getting him an earful from Sheena and Marta. Yeah, I haven't um, played it, but all right, cool. Um, for, uh, a boob joke is typical in a Tales game. Mm-hmm. Um, from Crawl, Untitled Goose Game obviously has one of the greatest misbehaving animals in all of gaming. However, I must, give it all. I must also give a shout out to Stray. The look of other despondency from the robots as the cat knocks over all their Mahjong yes. tiles is priceless. So my answer is the cat from Stray is played gleefully by my preteen daughter. Perfect. Um, my favorite animal character in RPGs, though, misbehaving or not, is Mew from the original Fantasy Star. It's an unfeasibly impressive 8-bit game regardless, but I particularly appreciate the extra effort spent on animating Mew's running in the overworld. It's just lovely. Um, Crawl, the the game Little Kitty Big City is uh, touted to be kind of a combination of Stray and uh, Untitled Goose Game. Um, I played, I think the demo of it's out now on, on Steam, and I, I played it. And one of the things that you can do is uh, rub up against people and they trip and drop things. And people have been tweeting their like pile of stolen iPhones. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, I, I can't wait for that game. Where's the cat putting um, the iPhones? <laughs> they just pile them up. All right. You, you pick them up in your teeth and you just make a pile, and people have. Uh, and enjoyed posting pictures of their uh, iPhone pile or their bread pile because people also drop bread. Perfect. It's cute. 
cute game, Little Kitty Big City. It's supposed to be out sometime soon. Um, also from Crawl, oh, an additional shout out to Boo, the miniature giant space hammer in Baldur's Gate. Does it misbehave? Well, it takes up an inventory slot, so let's say yes. Okay. And then, and then Tam, my favorite misbehaving anime is Cheeseburger from Far Cry 5. Nothing like a bear coming out of nowhere to monkey stop dudes. Oh, I think he meant animal. He probably typed that on mobile and it auto-corrected. Yeah, that's probably right. Um, so I was going to ask if you skip dialogue in a game, but I think the better question is what, what indie game have you played has, has an excellent story that you don't want to skip? Yeah. I like that. Um, much better, bro- broader question. Um, if you have a question, uh, answer to that question, answer on the show thread and we will read your answer on the air. Uh, what, what indie game had an excellent story that you enjoyed? Now we've got news. Hey, speaking of uh, excellent stories, like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name introduces its main cast. Um, this hey, is the what? one with uh, Naked Ichigo on the beach? No, this is the side Not story. Oh. This is the one that gets into what Kiryu was doing during uh, Like a Dragon. Um, now Kiryu's the side story. I can't keep this straight anymore. <laughs> he got um, demoted. It's okay. <laughs> he uh, has cut his ties to his past as the dragon of Dojima and the Morning Glory Orphanage, and he's using the name Jordiu. Uh, real inconspicuous there, man. Not Kiryu. Jordiu. All right. Cool. And then, yeah. It, it it lists all the different characters. I'm going to butcher all of these names if I try. You, you can read about them on the site, and we've got screenshots of them. Uh, it is supposed to release on November 9th for PC, PS4, PS5, and both of the Xboxes. You'll be exploring uh, Sotenbori and Yokohama. Oh, and this one also has the brawler combat back to um, the, the one with Naked Ichiban on the beach is the... Um, turn-based one gotcha um we've also got more information about infinity strash dragon quest the adventure of die and its playable characters so this is a action spinoff um we get the main hero who is die uh there's a warrior priest named mom who else mom like mom m-a-a oh okay i probably butchered that um, and then there's, uh, this is a name, Hunicle, um, who's a dark swordsman and uses dark aura skills. So I wonder if they're easing this and making it so that you switch between the three characters. So this is time. different from the Monsters game, right? Yeah, it looks like it's going to be more of an action RPG oh. from what I can tell. Too many Dragon Quests. No. And this is based off of the manga that uh, Maddie said was terrible. Wasn't it also a movie? Or yeah, no, wait, no, the anime. movie was. Never mind. Oh, I can't. Mobile game. Mobile game. Ooh boy. Oh yeah, I watched the movie a while back. It was cute. I, I appreciated that Steve Bloom played the slime. Um. So that's that. Um, hey, this is a game relevant to my interest. Crystalla begins its Kickstarter campaign. What is Crystalla? 
It is an action RPG that follows an anthropomorphic feline warrior known as an Anagatava on a, a distant planet. And um, I guess the gift of Crystalla gives this character the power to communicate with magic crystals as they go on the quest to become one of the world's most powerful warriors. Um, and the, these Anagatava characters uh, evolved from re regular cats into sapient creatures when magic appeared on this world. Um, the game's combat is inspired by Sekiro, Assassin's Creed, and Neo. And yeah, you play as a uh, walking kitty cat, and it looks incredibly adorable. I wonder if you customize the character, or if it's just... Because in the trailer, it looks like just a standard issue cat. That just looks like a cat. Wow. Okay. Oh, with a third eye. All right. All right. So this is a Kickstarter, so this might never come out. So, um, But it's a Dark Souls, it looks like? Eh, more Neo. Assassin's you mean Neow? Neow. <laughs> Supposedly Neo had cats in it. Okay. Um, But I'm curi definitely curious about it. I mean, Kitty uh, Dark Souls seems like a fun concept. Let's see where that yes. goes. <laughs> um, its Kickstarter campaign has already passed its twenty-three grand funding goal, and which is nothing. Run, um, set to run until August seventeenth, and it's planned to release initially as an early access title. Um, with Switch, PlayStation, and Xbox versions also in development. Yeah, well, There's we'll check back in when it actually is close to existing. <laughs> This, this is the sort of Kickstarter campaign that is silly, because there's no way that's enough to make a game. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're almost done and they just need the final stretch. No, that's not enough for the final stretch either. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's nothing. <laughs> it was just a guess. No, I, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to come down on you. I'm I'm saying that's silly for them to even ask that. Like this is this is a we want to demonstrate interest in the game play, but uh, yeah, all right, cool. So Cristala K R I S T A L A, check out the Kickstarter campaign if you want to go f that route with it. Um, but you know it's Kickstarter, so be careful. F Phil, do you want to run a tabletop game based off of the Ease universe? You know, I saw that article. I said to myself, "Boy, I, I just." kind of stretching it out here right just a little i i don't i don't know maybe i'm the wrong person to ask because i well i enjoy an ease game here and there i've never really felt like the universe or such was a super deep setting it felt pretty generic -y, jrpg -y to me and of course the combat's more of an action-y system so if you're looking at the combat side of it there isn't a whole lot to build a tabletop off of there on that side um we started out like this. You all are all on a boat. You see a monsoon off in the horizon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that that would be that would be your typical start. Okay, that's the beginning of every campaign using the system. I'm all yeah. bored. Yeah, and and then the trails campaign system. Uh, uh, DM, I would like to roll a head petting check. Oh no! No, yeah. Okay, sure. Go ahead. I, I, I should have expected that. I guess petting people's heads is a running joke in Trails games. I thought that, yeah, in Trails games, but not yeah, not Ease games, right? Well, they're they're doing. Uh, oh, they're doing for, both. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Then yeah, yeah th- that's got to be its own dedicated true. skill is head pat. Yeah. And, and then mean, you can have have Randy as the NPC from uh, Azure and make Sam's day. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like I could be wrong here. Uh, maybe some Trails fans. I'm, I I've never been the biggest Trails fan myself, so I could be out of my depth here. But I always felt like if you're really going to build a tabletop you know, gay, you know, type of system. There's combat and there's world building. Both of these are pretty important. And I think, like, if uh, if you're looking at the JRPGs systems from the world building aspect, you're definitely better off with like the, you know, yeah, I guess the the trails in the sky. And so I guess that would work. You said tails or trails? Trails. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. If they're going for those worlds, there are some deep. Oh gosh, yeah. You got plenty of material there to do world building off of and stuff. That could go a long way. Yeah, because Ease, on the other hand, Ease is pretty – the games I played were cute stories, don't get me wrong, but they were hardly deep world building or anything like that. It could have been generic fantasy setting X, and I would have known any difference. Uh, Trails D- is a whole different ball of wax, though. Uh, D- DM, I bump into the enemy. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, I just bump into the enemy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But yeah, that that's the partnership from Nihon Falcom and Promethean Books to partner on tabletop okay. RPGs. I will probably pick these up just to look at the pretty artwork and yeah, it should have pretty artwork. And the world building, I think the world building would be fun to kind of read to as well. Um, the Sea of Stars available or demo is available on PS4 and PS5 right now. And it's going to be a PlayStation Plus game on launch. Oh, good. Um, what was this? Oh, it's set to come out on August 29th. Oh, I just, I thought, oh, wait, no, that was another game that got pushed back. Never mind. Um, okay. I, I might pick this up when it comes out. Uh, I'm definitely curious about it. Which, what other game was this supposed to be a story? Or rather, it was supposed to be set in the universe of another indie game that was a side scroller. The Messenger. The messenger. Okay, thank you. Um, but yeah, b- beautiful sprite-based artwork. And did it say it was a turn-based or action? Oh, this I, is turn-based. I think it's oh, turn-based. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see it. It's. I mean, Kelly, there's a boss here that's basically the final boss from Chrono Trigger. Like, you can tell what oh, they're okay. going for. I like Chrono Triggers. Mm-hmm. I do too. Beautiful game. Um, we've got uh, Warhammer 40k Chaos Gate Demon Hunter 2nd DLC is now available. Um, yeah, is, get right on is, that, everyone. Yeah, uh, priced at 15 bucks for on Steam and Epic Games. It gives players access to four new assassin classes to deploy across the game. Cool. Not for me, but cool. <laughs> yep. I, I guess this... Oh, wait, no, it's a tactical game okay it looks more like XCOM I couldn't tell if it was a Diablo like or not well, XCOM is a tactical game so okay um, <clears throat> excuse me and then Shadow Drop this week which ha- has me extra excited uh, Nintendo, out of nowhere <laughs> Nintendo dropped or the Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons on the Nintendo Online and I think these are two of the best Zelda games in the series yay so did they not mention how you can connect the games to each other, or how does that work with this? I think I saw an article that there is that they got that part figured out. Isn't like it just a can. code? 
I think it it was just a code. So that should be I no think, problem. Yeah, I think they might. I thought the article I read said there was something even simpler than that, but really, oh, it's just a okay. code. So who cares? Take a screenshot with your cell phone and type it in. Yeah, yeah, to the next game, you're fine. <laughs> See, or look up could, the code online. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought you could connect the Game Boys to do it. No, because the these were single player games. They wouldn't expect you to have two Game Boys for yourself. Okay, fair. I just I remember connecting my Game Boys to to connect the games because some stuff uh, transfers over. Uh, okay, I I'll take your word for it. I didn't do these back in the day. I just thought always thought these were a code. It's right here in the story. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> well, tell two different chapters with a shared story and ending accessible by inputting a code given at the end of one game into the other. The end. Okay. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Yeah, so just take a picture of it with the uh, either with your cell phone or with the end game screenshot, or write yeah. it down on a piece of paper. I know, Wait, no, crazy, what's right? This writing? What's this writing? <laughs> uh, How dare you I translate that into English, please? How dare oh. I? Is that See, French? I, I do that. Like writing. I, I have my Samsung a phone creep. where I could just pull up my S Pen and write down the code. I'm fancy. French word for writing is écrit. E C R I T. Okay, yes, sorry. play these. I love these games. Even though I, I guess this nixes my theory that they were going to do a 3D remake like um, Link's Awakening in the bud. Yeah, probably not. I wanted it so bad. Well, uh, I don't especially... think any of those Capcom games will get remade. Um, I, I expect this was supposed to originally be a trilogy, so I was kind of hoping we would get that third lost game if they remade them. But no, nope, wasn't the trilogy. Happening. Oh, I thought the third one was Minish Cap. No, I mean, they're not story a, connected, but it's made by Capcom. It, it's a long story, and smarter people than me probably could tell it better. But in a nutshell, it was supposed to be three games based off of the courage, wisdom. Oh, and all right, yeah power thing but because they wanted the games to connect with each other they couldn't do it three ways so they just cut it down to two okay so when they announced the Link's awakening remake i said well what if if that one does good maybe they'll do the oracle games and do that lost third game but probably not happening that's okay these games are still awesome go play them um we've got uh ease 10 nordic's crew details and um for, for your crew and for fishing, but I mean, your crew's just going to get sunk along with the rest of Adol's ship anyway, so... Yeah, what's the point? Like, <laughs> Don't get on a <laughs> ship with Adol! <laughs> don't do it! But yeah, there's a number of characters who can join Adol's crew. Um, it raises its stats and unlocks features, so in a way, with it being a, a ship like this with a crew, it's sort of reminding me of Suikoden 4. Which involves sh- uh, your your base was a ship. Oh, Sweetcoden Four, the black sheep of Sweetcodens. I liked that one because I liked it had that kitty- one. It had the kitty cats. The kitty cats were cute. The ship was neat. My favorite part was just dropping barrels on people's heads in the confessional booth. Huh. I thought that was great. <laughs> the story was really wonky though in that one, and I'm like, oh, oh, no thanks. Also, Laszlo is like. He's not cute compared to the other protagonists. No. He just he's got that ugly haircut that just I'm just like, boy, nobody loves you. Did, did I did I ever say that I went through like three fourths of that game not realizing that you could speed up the ship's 
speed by hitting one of the shoulder buttons? I did the same thing. You're not alone. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm glad it wasn't just me. I was. You so are not alone. I was so pissed when I found that out. Again, it was not a game that was good at explaining itself either. No, not at all. Um, so yeah, uh, there, there's fishing and crew recruiting in East 10 Nordic. So you, you guys can have fun with that. And then the, the biggest news of the week, I would say, um, we've got a new Final Fantasy 14 expansion. Dawn Trail. Woo, for everybody who likes Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, uh, the best summer vacation a hero can have in the new world of Turrell. So I guess this is kind of meant to be a lighthearted expansion compared to whatever Shadow or Endwalker was that was very dark. I didn't finish that one, so I don't know. I don't play 14, so I don't know. Yeah, at heart. I, I know for I know Endwalker did a good job of tying up a lot of storylines, but overall in tone, I didn't get the impression from the reviews that I read that it was overly dark or overly heavy, but clearly serious and wrapping up some of the big storylines. So I, I, I saw this article. And I was just like, is that really a selling point? Hey, the next expansion's a resort destination type of deal. It's a I new think. continent. And and they're yeah. trying to say it's a it's it's a discovery focused expansion. So this is about adventure rather than about you know a millennia spanning plot about the fate of the world. Okay, it kind of made, <laughs> my impression was like it, we were going to Planet Riza. You were like next generation. Yeah, Riza was the relaxation planet. I mean, in effect, though, I, like it's a new continent. Yeah. It may as well be a new world, right? So right, right. so they're using new world like discovering America sort of thing, right? You know, quote unquote, discovering a place already populated. <laughs> but yeah. And we, we've got stuff about the new areas in in the game that you can read. And we've also got a, the, a new tribe called the Pepilu, Pelupilu, yeah, which are apparently from Final Fantasy X. And they're like little traders with masks, and I don't recognize them. All right. And they're going to have a graphical update. So. Game's getting prettier. Does that mean it's also gonna bork my computer when I go back? Maybe. Lovely. Final Fantasy fourteen. The answer is always possibly. Uh, also, to add on to this, it is releasing on Xbox on Monday. Yes, thank Not you. Not the I, expansion, I can... though. No, just the game. <laughs> just and the game they, in general, yeah. They oh. extended the free trial to Stormblood. Yep. <laughs> did the did the Final Fantasy account tweet out that that meme about Final Fantasy, the uh, award winning game Final Fantasy with a free trial copy pasta? No, what, <laughs> advertising what's that that's mean? coming out on. Oh, I don't want to. Oh, FF fourteen copy pasta. <sighs> Here we go. Have you heard about the award-winning MMO Final Fantasy XIV that is free trial? It's it's terrible. <laughs> I don't think they have the critically acclaimed MMORPG. <laughs> have you heard of the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV with an expanded free trial, which you can play through the entirety of A Realm Reborn and the award-winning Heavensward? <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, uh, it is. It is good, and it's a free trial. You play up to level 70. It's not really a trial so much as they just play the darn game for 200 hours if you want. 
I think that's cool. Anyway, so they're going up to uh, level cap of 100 in the new expansion. And uh, yeah, new stuff. If you need more details, it's on there. Um, otherwise, try it out for free if you're new. And uh, if you are well experienced with 14, you can look forward to that. What, next year? They haven't yes. announced a release date No date. Yet. So <laughs> No, it says oh. it's... Uh, so the Xbox Series version will be spring of next year and we have no date for the expansion so i would personally expect late next year but uh who knows um also new two new classes coming but they have not announced them the the speculation i've heard that one of them is going to be puppet master Mm. i have some news that broke yesterday yes may i may i do some news Go, go for it go for it Path of Exile has its uh, yearly convention going on right now called ExileCon. So, so many conventions and events happening this week. We have the ExileCon for Path of Exile. We got the Final Fantasy Fan Fest. We've got Diablo 4 having another emergency live stream. <laughs> Just so many things happening in the gaming world. They, they like those emergency mm-hmm. live streams lately, I've noticed. Well, because they, they keep, they they broke a lot they, of stuff. They, they, <laughs> they create their problems and they have to create videos to address the problems that they themselves created. And everyone says, that wow, that was a good response. And then they release new content that breaks it more and then gets mad again right. and the, the cycle starts over. <laughs> right. So this is, there's not, no, this. it's fine. That, it's fine. It's fine. Nothing's which is here. playing into the game that Path of Exile is playing, which is uh, they showed off their sequel that's coming out next year, Path of Exile 2. So two big announcements. Number one, it was originally announced that Path of Exile 2 would be part of Path of Exile, and you would choose which campaign you play, and they would have a shared end game. That's out the window. They said, we want to do more things than that would allow us to do. So Path of Exile 2 is now is completely its own game. But all your microtransactions and stuff you paid for in Path of Exile 1, they will transfer over to 2. And vice versa. Ones you buy in 2 work in 1, with the exception of anything that just doesn't apply because, like, that class doesn't exist in the other game, for example. Um, So, still going to be free to play, still... Uh, and then they started showing it off. Um, and so there's lots of gameplay trailers and walkthroughs that you can see on their website. Um, the convention's still going on right now. If you're listening live and want to go check it on, check it out. Uh, it's happening in New Zealand. So, um, the time zone differences, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, what else? Um, so are you excited for this? Uh, they were showing it off and it looks amazing. It looks incredible. And there is a lot of components of this game that in contrast with issues that people have been finding and complaining about in Diablo four really position path of exile in a place to steal the audience and just take over the action RPG genre. The problem is uh, that happened when Diablo three was out and you know, Diablo three came continued on and was still quite successful. So obviously path of exile two probably not going to kill Diablo four, but um, amongst the hardcore crowd uh, definitely scratching that right itch um, and being like, Oh, this game looks like everything I wanted from D four. I should go play that. And uh, it looks better than path of exile one. It's got cool looking mechanics. Um, it's very flashy and it, it is been demonstrated to not have some of the shortcomings that Diablo 4 has. So, that's uh it's looking good, 
the bait close beta will not be until june of next year however so everyone's real disappointed people were kind of hoping to be out later this year and unfortunately it will not um in addition to that they announced their next season which is uh i forget the name of a trip oh trial of the ancestors which is uh next season for path of exile one which is kind of like <laughs> you're going to be playing through auto battler with with minions that you have and fighting against another team. So you're kind of playing a mini single player or co-op, depending on how you want to play MOBA inside your action RPG. So that's the seasonal content this time. So, and you'll get lots of rewards based on that. And, uh, as usual, there's tons of more uniques and builds and skill changes. Then you can go read all the, the patch notes and stuff or the announcements of what's coming in there, but trial the ancestors look forward to new content, uh, starting mid August. Uh, sorry, I don't have the exact date in front of me, but, uh, mid August. So just in time, if you get bored of Diablo four season one, you can jump into path of exiles trial of the ancestors season. And I currently plan to do exactly that. Um, plus or minus interruption by a game we'll be talking about soon. So, all right, that's it for me. So, new release dates. We've got Oceanhorn 2 for the PC and next-gen console releases set for next week. Um, the The game is going to release on PC, PS5, and the Xbox Series X on August 2nd, and it's going to be available digitally on those platforms. Um, this is a prequel to Oceanhorn Monster of the Uncharted Seas. Mm-hmm. We also have... A door coming out next week. It's a monster taming action RPG from Brazil's Cubite Interactive and Cadaver Games. After three years in early access, it's fully launching on PC and consoles. And then uh, Euden Chronicle The Hundred Heroes has been pushed to 2024. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, this is the successor to the Suicoden series and is expected now to release in quarter two of 2024. And no one's surprised by this. I get to say, did any think this was going to come out this year? I didn't have a reason to think it wouldn't, but uh, yeah. I haven't heard anything about it in a while, so I guess that makes sense. Neither well, have I. I have tempered my expectations after last year having to review the crappy action RPG that I know was made by a different developer. I don't care. It made me really cranky. All right. It made everybody cranky from what I heard. Well, let me make you uncranky with some release uh, release announcements for the week. So we have coming out this week, Eden's last surprise for PS4, Xbox one and switch great ambition of the slimes for PC. I don't know what that's about. That sounds interesting. Kelly, this might be for you. Space cats tactics for PC. I have the wish listed. I'm not running out to get it right away just because, uh, other stuff to play. And it's a cat. Uh, what is it? FTL slash XCOM clone. Which typically isn't really my thing, but yeah, cats. but space cats. Cute. I know. Space Have you cats. seen? Look at this cat inside the mech armor, Kelly. Look at this cat in the mech armor. And so I guess the humans are. I don't even know. Whatever. Space uh, cats. It sounds like it. Oh yeah, it sounds like an interesting premise to me. I mean, aside it's from so the cats, dumb. I like it's cats, but silly. I like FTL tactical RPG. I I thought about maybe picking it up and putting some time in it while I'm waiting on certain other games to come out. Mm-hmm. But I was just kind of holding off. It has got 30, it's up to 37 reviews on Steam, 83%. So that's that's a, a good start for this type of game. 
then we have uh, Sword and Fairy in 2, which looks like, I guess, an in-running RPG sort of thing. I don't know. Uh, then some bigger stuff, Oceanhorn 2, we talked about earlier, Knights of the Lost Realm for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series S and X. A door for PC, PS, PlayStation, Xbox, and, and Switch. And then finally, the big release of the week. This is one I keep alluding to. That Big might, release of the week. This might derail my entire gaming plans for the rest of the year, which was just to be action RPGs. Baldur's Gate 3 for PC and Mac. Uh, yes, it's coming out on Mac. <laughs> like, wow. I'm like, you Diablo. can date a bear. Even, even Blizzard gave up on releasing Mac games, but these guys are yep. still doing it. All right. Baldur's this. Gate 3, have um, intercourse with a bear. <laughs> there you go. That's... The game that I'm currently reviewing that I can't talk about totally pushed its release date back because of this. Oh. I feel like we had a story on that, so I should be able to figure it out, but I can't remember. (laughs) Yeah, we had a story on it last week, and I cannot remember which Mm -hmm. game it was. That's why I'm just like, smile, smile. (laughs) All right, so... I could could go back one tab on the sheet and see. Nah, it doesn't matter right now. All right, so Baldur's Gate 3 coming out this week. I've got to make some hard decisions. And then we have new early access announcement that Blackmark Studios Crimson Tactics The Rise of the White Banner is now available on Steam Early Access. It's a TRPG expected release fully next year sometime. I have to ask you all, now that you know... Oh, um... Actually, you don't know everything yet. We have some review content, don't we, Kelly? Yes, we do. Sorry, I went back a tab to see what that game was. (laughs) Um, We've got an Arcadian Atlas review. Yep. How did this turn out? I kickstarted this. But the reviews by Jared Pirrett on our site, by the way. This is a Final Fantasy Tactics uh, homage. He three gave it a three, three and a half out of five. Said that it has an enriching story and character development, um, smooth, soothing music with jazz vibes, and unit customization options for job class promotions. Um the cons can't undo long cast actions in combat once selected. I want. Does that mean you can't skip or you just can't back? No, out? that means like if you've got if you've started your character doing a multi turn cast, you can't cancel it. So you're committed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like you're gotcha. you're in it. Yeah. And then unable to learn new skills from pre- previous job class after promotion, which yet yeah, that kind of that's sucks. a con. Yeah. When I was going through the review, I was looking at that and I was like, oh, in a tactical game, that just, that blows. Yep. That blows. But, I mean, it might be a balance thing. I don't know. It's it's hard to know. But, well, that's uh, it. Yeah. I, I wishlisted the game. I it's mean, apparently I, quite I easy. So. so, I'm okay with that. That doesn't bother me. I get the For feeling me, they're going to continue to support it, so I expect some patches to make some improvements yeah. based on feedback. So, we'll see how that goes. See, I, I miss the days of tactical games like Vandal Hearts, where it was just, here you go, here's some ridiculous multi-class, like Hawk Knight. <laughs> You're like, excellent. Yeah, that is great. Why can't I have that in like other games? <laughs> and then they made that bad Vandal Hearts that we don't speak of. <laughs> um, we, we missed uh, early access game, by the way. Uh, Crimson Tactics, The Rise of the White Banner is available now on early access. We didn't miss that. Didn't? Oh, yeah, I said, said it. it. Yep. 
Okay, never mind. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> but we what we do point. have is a July, uh, excuse me, JRPG July week three roundup. So you can see Josh's thoughts on Fuga, Jervin's thoughts on Final Fantasy X-2, and my wife's thoughts on Persona 3 Portable, and John's thoughts on Trails in the Sky, and Casey's Everybody thoughts on Crystal Chronicles, and Ryan's thoughts on Castle of the Maybe. Underdogs. I don't know what that is. Uh, Robert's thoughts on Disgaea 6. Robert's thoughts on Mary Skelter, Cassandra's thoughts on Fuga 2, Am I, oh my gosh, Sarah's thoughts on Shadowbringers, Ryan's thoughts on SMT, this is so long, Sam's yes. thought on Octopath 2, and that's it! <laughs> yeah, I should be last. We are very serious about JRPG July. Yes, we are. And we got one more week of it. We'll All see right. if people finish some games. So what are you going to be playing this week, Sam? Uh, I'm hoping to finish Octopath 2 this week, and then I have no idea. Kelly? Oh, more Diablo, more Harvestella. Phil? I'm uh, playing this, uh, hoping to play this little game called Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3! The it road just, to Baldur's Gate has finally it, it, come it, to it an end! It has come to an end. I've got, to, I've got it. Got to get it. I will try to get it done as quickly as I can because I'd like to review it. Um, but in the meantime, I actually kind of started up another game of Wrath of the Righteous. <laughs> I, I just, you know, we've been, we've been playing it the tabletop. And I've just died. Like, it's been a while since I had played the video games. So, like, I'm dying to, like... Did you ever even com- finish it? No, it's okay. huge. Uh-huh. It's massive. It's like this abusive relationship. I keep returning to it. And starting over. I, I starting instead over. of making progress. Right. All like, right. Can you just love save. yourself? Can, like, why do I have to tell people on this site? Can you just love yourself? <laughs> right. Every time somebody picks up Cyberpunk 2077, I'm just like... You clearly hate yourself. Hey, it's been patched, Sam. It's probably better now. No, because it still has that story. (laughs) Oh, well. uh... Uh... (laughs) The wise words of Tina Belcher. Mm No. No. Okay. Can't tell me it's better. Putting Idris Elba is not going to make it better. Okay. And then what else we got? Uh, oh, me. Um, I know I'm going to play Diablo 4. I have things that involve doing like programming stuff for the site that I want to put time into. So I don't want to get in Baldur's Gate 3. However, Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to have to make some big decisions this week. But I think I'm going to wait for reviews first. So we'll see how that goes. That's all I got for you. All right. With that, that's a show. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Phil, Sam, and Kelly for being on. Thank you, listeners, for watching. Thanks to the chat room at twitch.tv slash RPG, RPGamer, excuse me, uh, for um, for watching there. Thanks to my cat for messing with my microphone while I'm trying to do the outro. Um, what else I got? Anything Anything anyone wants to plug? Uh, Pornhub? <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, whoa, that went. Wow, that took a <laughs> I'm left joking. Turn. I'm joking. Wow. 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 RP Gamer does not condone mm-hmm. or support the views of the individual host. Yeah, of the yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. No, 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 that is not helping. Phil, plug Sorry, your huh? plug your my DMs. Plug your, your oh. tabletop stuff. Oh, my gosh. I don't have any open chairs. I got nothing left to sell. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll plug... You know, that I have a really cute dog and you should all look at photos of him. Beautiful. 
I have a cute have cat a cute who was cat. just showing her butt to the camera. So isn't that delightful? I will, I will plug our uh, I will plug our Discord rpgamer.com forward slash Discord. And then if you if you like to talk about uh, tabletop, particularly Pathfinder Second Edition, you can wave at me, and I'd be happy to invite you over to our server where we talk Pathfinder Second Edition and the rules and the setting of Galarian pretty much nonstop. So we're always happy to have more people in the community. Sounds good. Just to talk. All right. So I hope you all have a good week uh, making decisions if you're going to play Baldur's Gate and figuring out the action RPG situation for yourself if you're into the Diablo 4 stuff or just catching up on other RPGs now that you got some time. So thanks, everybody, for watching, and we'll catch you next week. Until then, goodbye. 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 See ya. That was fun.